always do that. Cool. So anyway, so today is episode 38 of the Bearsy podcast. I have a filmmaker and podcaster, Curran Dolakia from the UK and now living in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So not too yep. far from me. Um, Curran is a fellow filmmaker, creative that uh, I was interested in talking to. And most that most intrigued me was hearing this journey that you had of traveling from the UK, um, coming into Canada two years ago. Yeah. And I was just wondering, you know, what, what was that whole journey like? And uh, thanks for being on the pod. No, 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 no problem at all. Thank you for inviting me. I guess, first of all, um, it's, a, it's a pleasure being here. And yeah, no, the, uh, oh, geez, where do I start? So the journey, uh, I guess. So the journey to come to Canada started in, I suppose, 2016. So my wife and I, we came out to visit. My wife's brother lives out here. And we came for kind of a little bit of a break uh, as part of a kind of a bigger trip. And um, I think at the time when we came here, did I cut off? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. Um, when we came here, we were here for like five days. Oh, now it cut off a bit. Oh, no. How's that now? Yeah, now it's better. better? Okay. Um. Let me know if you want me to move, by the way, because I can always move to a different location if that makes life easier, if I cut off, if I cut off again. Um, okay, so yeah, so uh, 2016, uh, we came here, visited, and we saw how life was from the perspective of not just a tourist, but civilians. And so, um, you know, we got to see the day-to-day -day life. What's, what is it like living here, you know, living in a residential place and, and not hotels and all this kind of stuff? What was that like? And so we we kind of toyed with the idea of moving to Canada and um, we were like, okay, maybe let's, let's, let's give it a go. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's, we can put the application in. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's all good. And so we started the process of the permanent residency and we did all that. And within days we were invited to apply for permanent residency. And we were like, can I swear on this by the way? Yeah, whatever yeah. you want, no filter. <laughs> we were like, shit, what are we supposed to do now? Like we we kind of we have to kind of do this application now, right? And so the original plan was, you know, let's just just try it out. Let's give it let's give it a couple of years. If it works, that's cool. We're, we're all good. We can stay here, right? If not, we can come back to the UK. Um but funnily enough, like it was never the like it was never the plan to move to Canada. It was never in our in our books. We were always happy staying in the UK. And then when it came up, we were like Shit, should we just should we just give it a go? Um, like I kind of always wanted to move to LA, kind of you know, movie capital of the world, that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know. I guess I guess when Trump happened, when everything happened in the states, it just kind of changed my whole perspective on you know the USA and what I wanted to do with my my life and my dreams and what kind of stuff. And I've been lucky enough. My wife's been kind of uh, very supportive with with kind of everything we've been doing. So. Yeah, literally everything else is history. We kind of, uh, 2016, did the application. 2018, we came to Canada to do what they call a, a soft landing, which is you kind of come to Canada and they give you kind of a stamp on your passport that says, okay, this person is a permanent resident. And then, yeah, we moved officially in 2019, in summer of 2019. And six months later, COVID happened. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, so we um, no, we we did, we had a bit of fun, kind of in the in the meantime. But 
yeah, when COVID happened, it, it kind of yeah, it kind of destroyed everything. Obviously, as as we all know. So yeah, <coughs> you, you came at like the worst time possible, dude. <laughs> like of all the times of the year that you I know. picked, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. But you know what? I, oh, I, it's a, the, you say that, but um, uh, see, I don't mind the winter, but my wife is still figuring that that out because minus thirty is just unheard of in the uk the coldest it gets in the uk is probably like minus five to minus six uh and here obviously yeah and here is 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 a lot is a lot more violent than that so yeah yeah our our weather it's like um it's not the not the greatest it it kind of sucks like (laughs) i've been here my whole life so i'm almost like become immune i'm immune to the to the cold like i i'm just so used to it but I, I can see how that would be such a huge shock, like coming to here, coming to Canada, like later in life. Because like most of my friends or family, like even mm. parts of my family, they all immigrated into Canada, but like when they're a lot younger, mm. right? And you're coming here, like how old are you? 34. <clears throat> so you came when you're like 32, 31-ish? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So did you have to like leave like your careers behind in the UK? Like you have, obviously yep. you have to leave your job. Right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I guess we were lucky. So when we came here, I mentioned obviously my my wife's brother lives out here and he's got a family and you know they've they've been here for a while. And so we were lucky that you know they uh, they let us mooch off them for a bit. So we were we were lucky enough to have somewhere <laughs> to stay. Uh, but yeah, no, we dropped everything. We we kind of left our jobs. We left everything. Really, we sold up um and yeah anything at the time was our, our, our parents really so um yeah man we left everything i was again i mean my my career has been i've got to say something about canada i mean if there's anything i say then uh you know it's been great for our careers like we've you know we saw an upwards trajectory like just exponential growth here was as soon as we moved here um we you know we we, we found jobs and we were lucky enough to kind of you know, be in roles that, that we probably wouldn't have been able to, to get in, in UK at least, you know, that quickly. So yeah, that's, that's something that I'm hugely thankful for, for Canada. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, that's great to hear. Like that you came here and you instantly sort of like found success. Mm. So are you like long-term, are you just, um, just staying or do you have any plans to go back? Like, no, what's, yeah. what's your future looking like? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're here, we're here now. I mean, I think we, we've had discussions about you know, potentially moving somewhere else and we're not set on one place. So I think it's very much a case of let's see how it goes. Um, but yeah, if in the interim, like we, we're here, like we, we've, we've just bought a house. We've, um, you know, I guess, again, that's something that we're very lucky enough and fortunate enough to be, to have done. So, um, you know, I know, I know it's, it's, it's often difficult for people who have been here in the country for, for their whole lives. You can't even buy a house and, you know, here we are just, just came to the country and we'd, we'd, we're getting a house. We'd, we've got a job and yeah, no, we're very, uh, very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, that, that's the housing thing is, 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 a, is an interesting one because mm. obviously if you just bought a house, mm. you saw the boom that, that was happening oh, here and, and the struggles yep. and the economy. Yep. And, oh my gosh. That, that must've been a wild experience. Honestly, man, it's, it's, it's been crazy. I think even as we see it now, it's like, oh, how are people surviving like this? It's, it's, it's insane, but it's, you know, it's funny. You kind of talk about experience and, and I want to kind of go back to a point if I can. Um, when I was talking about my job, I think 
I'm very fortunate, uh, and I'm not sure if you've you've found this with your <clears throat> with your careers, is like my, I've been lucky enough that the jobs that I've gotten have been because of my experience rather than what I've studied. Um, you know, the idea that I've been able to kind of find these jobs in video production or filmmaking or podcasting have become uh, 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 solely as a result of because I've I did that as a hobby, and that is. You know, I think in this day and age, if you can show what you can do for your as a, as a job, as an as your as your experience as your backup, then you're winning. I think that's the biggest thing, and it's it's one of the few professions where you can actually do that. Um, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's 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 a huge thing. Yeah, especially with anything creative, mm. it's more about like the time you've put in, mm. the experience you have, and the work you've done, Absolutely. rather than going to school a long, long time ago and yep. studying the right thing. Yes. Like I feel like for creative jobs, it doesn't really apply. Like if you want to be an accountant or something, okay, sure. You have right. to go to college yep. and you know, learn accounting. Like it's pretty cut and dry. Yes. But when it comes to like the creative stuff, like think about social media, like mm. social media is still fairly new, mm. right? It, this is still like a fairly new thing. And even podcasting, mm. even though podcasting is becoming a lot more popular, yep. but it's still seen as like something that's a backseat when it comes to mainstream television or yes. even things like radio or mm. satellite radio. People always think of podcasts, you know, as a lesser form of media. Mm. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? Podcasting is going to be like the future, man. Mm. like this long form conversation that aren't just snippets of information yes. cut up by some television company. Right. I feel like this is like the best way uh, to communicate ideas, yeah. um, especially in the future. Right. But even, or at least that's just, um, or at least just, just my opinion. No, no, I agree. No, do you know what? It's not just that. I think it's also a, a kind of you. There's, there's something about a podcast where you can have. Look, I, you know, we've just lit. This is the first, our first conversation ever. But the fact that we can have this conversation and we're getting to know each other and we, we're, you know, we're finding something to relate to, right? We're, we're, we're having a conversation. There's, there's not really any other medium that's, that you know that that's digestible i guess is than, than than a podcast we can have this conversation for for hours on end and fine there might be people who may not listen to it but the fact that we can do that and people can just kind of go about their everyday life listen to it in the car or whatever it is it's just two people having a conversation and and you know uh, there's there's something that can be said about you know that 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 this kind of a medium compared to like a video or uh, or whatever it is you know yeah, and con- just having a conversation too that also spills over into just speaking yep. in re- in regular life and being able to converse yes. with someone. And it's not just that we're providing value or entertainment or information to other people. Mm. Me and you are also learning yes. in real time. Mm. Like we're learning on our skills and how to converse and how to convey ideas. And it's also something that I really appreciate in terms of education, mm. like I am always learning new perspectives yep. and ideas from people from all different walks mm. of life. Like I've had people on this podcast from like Germany or like the Netherlands mm. and some parts of the US, awesome. um, one guy from Australia. Yeah. And it's just like you, you gain this interesting education mm. through conversations from people all over the world mm. that even for us, you know, as creators, it's also beneficial mm. for us. Right. So I feel like it's just a wonderful, wonderful medium right now for media that, you know, I try to do as often as I can. I know that we were talking about earlier, like just getting 
a guest is like yes. one of the most difficult things yeah. that, that I've overcome yeah. or not overcome that I've gone through mm. recently. What is it? So that's interesting. So you've, so you've done what well, this is episode 38 now, right? What, what was it that wanted to get you yeah. to do this podcast? Like why was it, I know you've mentioned learning and stuff like that, but what, aside from kind of learning and wanting to know more about other people or whatever, what was it that you, what, that you wanted to get out of this, I guess? Well, so what happened was I created my YouTube channel mm. like in 2007. So for the longest time, I've always wanted to be like a YouTuber. Mm. I've always wanted to make YouTube content, but I could never figure out what to talk about or what to do because I felt like I had no skills mm. and I had no knowledge and I wasn't an interesting person. So there was always this resistance holding me back from creating. But it wasn't until 2019 when I kind of got in the flow of just talking about things that I do on a daily basis, the thing, you know, things like habit change mm. and self-improvement and morning routines. Mm. And I kind of built up that consistency of being a creative person yeah. that releases content. And then one of my friends was like, Oh, Hey, I saw your YouTube channel. You know, it's not bad. Um, I'd love to, you know, start a YouTube channel one day. I'm like, Oh, why don't you do it? Just start yeah. one. And he's like, Oh, I'm kind of busy. I'm working on a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you, you have a podcast. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, do you want to be yeah. on it? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to be on it. Like, what do we do? Do I, do I go to your house? Yeah. Like, like how, how do you do your podcast? And he basically did it with his friend uh, over Discord. Oh, so we just had like a, an, yeah, they did like, I think they did like 30 minute episodes, yeah. but my dumbass talks so much, we ended up going <laughs> over an hour. <laughs> so it was like one of their longer episodes. Yeah. And then after, after I finished that podcast with them, I was like, like I closed Discord and I was like sitting in my bedroom. I was using my wife's makeup vanity as like a podcast yeah. table because I had nothing. Yeah. Right? I don't know what I was doing. And I was sitting there for like maybe five minutes in silence. And I was like, man, I want to do this yeah. long term. Yeah. Th this was so much fun. Yeah. I absolutely loved yeah. it. How, how do I, how do I create? Yeah, my yeah. And then that week on that very same makeup stand, in the very same bedroom, I created my first episode of this podcast cool. and I titled it Just Start. Yeah. And it was me just talking nonsense for like 10 minutes because I didn't have anyone mm. to talk to and no one wanted to do mm. it with me. And that, cause I had no idea mm. what I wanted to do, but I was like, what I learned from YouTube is like just starting the creative mm. endeavor is the most difficult oh, thing is like getting that ball rolling, building that Ooh. momentum. So I'm like, just start, yes. just start, just do it. And my wife agreed to do like episode um, two, I think. Like she just kind of like helped me out. Nice. And then it kind of went from there, right? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> and and yes, I 100% agree. Like I think, like so many of us, I think in the last, shit, I don't know, the last, what was it? What has it been since COVID started? A couple of years now? The last two years has probably been, mm -hmm. you know, I guess some of the most difficult, you know, obviously for the, obvious reasons for you know for a lot of people but you know from i guess from a creative perspective it's been so tough it's you know trying to figure out what the what the fuck is actually going on um and and really you know how it affects everybody um and trying to get back into that you know okay let's start creating again let me try and figure out what i have to do with my life and all this other stuff has been you know when you i don't know if you've ever been through this Derek, but when you kind of hit a wall not necessarily creatively, like, you know, you want to create all this stuff, but mentally you're like, Oh, what am I supposed to do here? It's, 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 it's a, mm -hmm. it's a tough, it's a tough game. Um, 
So yeah, man, no, I think you're 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 hundred percent right. And you can see that, you know, from your Instagram and you can see that from your YouTube, you're you know, you're consistent. And that's one thing that is so so difficult to do. So credit where credit's due, like it's you know, just being able to to get up and put yourself in that mindset to say, This is what I need to do, or this is not even what I need to do, this is what I want to do. And that in itself is gonna help me continue to create whatever it is I want to create or reach that goal or you put something on your Instagram. I can't remember when it was. It was a couple of weeks ago or something, but it was something along the lines of um, the, uh, I'm completely paraphrasing. Might, might, be, might be butchering it here, but the, the pleasure comes from the journey, basically not, not kind of that fleeting moment where you're at the top and it's like, okay, that's it. But it's, it's the continual kind of trying to figure out, okay, this is what we have to do. I've done it. Let's carry on. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. That's where the excitement is. When everyone says, you know, it's about the journey, not the destination. That is true. It's completely true because we don't know mm -hmm. where we're going. Um, and there's, there's the destination is really uh, to, to put it bluntly is death. You know, that's the destination. Um, and what we do in between that and, and, and now is, is kind of up to us and, and trying to figure out, uh, how much fun we can have with the stuff that we create and just putting good stuff out there is, I think is, is the goal. Yeah. And, the, and that quote is, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the way I, I kind of thought about that idea was um, I used to be someone that played a lot of video games and I really noticed this, this trend that would happen is especially with like RPG type mm. role, RPG type games where I'd be playing this game. I'd be fully immersed in the world. I'd be leveling up my yeah. character. I'd be gaining these new items or these new abilities. And then I would beat the final boss and I'd beat the game. And then all of that excitement, is gone mm. and then i realized the whole fun of the game was the character yeah. growing 100 and mm. achieving the end goal of like killing the final yes. boss or, or uh, reaching the final destination or mountain that wasn't what's enjoyable it, it's the journey and so i was like oh okay so that's interesting and what i did was i applied that to my youtube mm. channel where my youtube channel never worked because i was always searching for creating content that would do well instead of creating content that I liked. Mm. And that was a big difference for me when I realized why am I always thinking about my videos? Like what would be good for other people? Why don't I just do what I like yeah, to yeah. do that way? The journey is fun so I can just keep mm. going. And so that was sort of like my aha epiphany light bulb moment that went off in my mind when I kind of thought about video mm. games and how I really enjoyed the grind, mm. right? Like enjoy the struggle, mm. the buildup. And so I, I, by just applying that to content creation and just, even though it's, it's not the best strategy, you know, in terms of like YouTube algorithm stuff, like obviously you want to make videos that will perform mm -hmm. well for other people. But at the same time, if you don't create content that you love, it's going to be so difficult for you to keep pushing through yeah. and keep going as a content creator right this is it and and so i guess what I, I, if i can ask you another question i guess what is what do you know like what so you're obviously creating stuff what is your i know we've talked about kind of the destination is death so i'm not gonna ask you what your destination is but what is so i guess two questions what what is what is <laughs> kind of what is the goal like what is it that you're trying to do uh and i guess what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis like what is who is Derek? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's interesting because I've had two two big goals in my life. And there was a very simple saying that 
my father told me when I was like 14 or something like when I when I was like grade nine, I guess mm -hmm. when I started high school. And then he always he told me this very simple idea that if you find work that you love, then you'll never work a single day in your life. And through all the years, you know, I know right now I'm 37 and, you know, that he told me that when I was 14. And that one very specific moment in time always stuck in my mind of trying to find work that I love. So I never have to work a single mm. day in my life. And in my past, um, I've been I like I've had a very interesting life. I've done all types of entrepreneurship type of businesses. I was like a professional poker yeah. player for nine I years. I watched this video. Like a wild yeah. Yeah, that was that was like a wild life. Oh my gosh. That was like my whole twenties. So my whole life it has it's always been searching for love, searching for that passion, and never conforming to the standard um, nine to five job. Now that has hurt me financially for sure, because if I did finish university, I would have a degree. I probably would have got a better day job, right? Maybe I would have more money. And so that has kind of hurt me as well. But the other goal that I had was this was more of like a recent goal where I thought about like, what is the point of life? And like, what is the point of having money? Right. And, and the big part of life is, you know, you know getting money and people want to make money and people want to like buy stuff and do things like what do you want to do with your life? So I sat down with myself and I was like, if I could have all the money in the world, like what would I do with it? What do I want to do with it. And I realized that all I want is to buy a house where I my kids can grow up. There's like a backyard they can play in. The school is close by and I can build this YouTube studio in my nice. basement. And that was my whole goal for money. I have a very clear goal. I, I don't care about going to Bali for vacation, you know, or, or, or California or buying a, a, you know, a Mercedes. Like I don't, I don't care about any materialistic possessions. Even my clothes, I wear the same boring gray t-shirt yeah. every yeah. day. And my family roasts me for it. <laughs> but like, I have a very clear goal, like financially where I figured out what is enough, like what is enough for me. Right. And so I did buy this house like two months ago. So I have achieved that financial goal, which has been super stressful. But in, I know. Thanks, <laughs> dude. It was um, that, that was that was tough. Uh, it took me 37 years, but I <laughs> yeah, got there. Yeah. But going back to the other goal, I'm still searching for a way to turn my passion into a full time income and just doing what I love. Now, I in the past, I did work um, some videography jobs with Brian, you know, yep. Brian um, Francisco, the fellow yep. content creator. And so he was sort of like, I was sort of like his apprentice type of thing. He, he taught me a lot of stuff and I was working like some video editing jobs. I did a couple of weddings with him. I did the Ripley's Aquarium cool. in Toronto. So I, I was doing a whole bunch of um, videography gigs, but then COVID mm -hmm. came and then all, I lost all of those. And so that was when I, I was forced to just put all my energy into online filmmaking and creating content online. And now I'm like, you know what, if I could, now I have the home, if I could just find a way to quit my day job and then just do this full time, just do the podcast, create YouTube videos, create um, Instagram reels, we even do a live stream. Like I do a live stream twice, twice a month. I'm trying to diversify the type of content I make. Now, my only goal is just trying to turn all these social media skills into just a full-time business. And that's pretty much it. If I could do that, I'd be extremely happy. That is amazing. That is cool. I feel 
you again so this is this is is this interesting though because you are you're slowly ticking off the things that you want to do and you're not i wouldn't say you're far off man like you know just just seeing i guess what you've been doing so far the consistency you've got a house now so you're 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 there, man. You're always there. Like, you know, and this is the thing. And when you talk about kind of, you know, what is the point of life? I hundred percent, I hundred percent get it. So, because I've, I've had that conversation with myself kind of the last year and whatever it's been. And it's, you know, trying to figure out this thing that people call happiness. And, you know, what, what does that even mean? Like, I don't, I, everyone's looking for this thing called happiness, but I don't, I don't know what happiness looks like. You know, I think, I think it is very much in the eye of the beholder. Like it's, you know, maybe we can't find happiness, but maybe we can find joy in little things, right? Maybe we can find joy in doing things like this, if that makes us happy and, uh, or creating things. And, you know, this, we get so hung up on trying to find the, oh, sorry, the trying to find, you know, the, the meaning of life and what that even means when, we're wasting our time doing that when we could be doing stuff, you know, like for us, it's like stuff like this or, or, you know, working towards that goal that whether it's a small one or a big one or whatever it is. And, you know, you, it's funny you talked about kind of material possessions and, you know, kind of wearing the same t-shirt every day and all that kind of stuff. And it's, there's, there's beauty in that. There's, there's, I think, having that that's part of the consistency isn't it that's 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 part of knowing and expecting what you're doing every single day and there's nothing wrong with wearing the same t-shirt every day i'm assuming you're washing the t-shirt right <laughs> I, I i like to think you're gonna wash the same t-shirt every um you know and and just just the idea of minimalism right this this idea that we don't need a lot and it's trying to do more with less and not buying things that we don't need and let's be honest we do it anyway we will we'll still buy things that we don't need but you know as if we're not letting it weigh us down i think there's that's that's the goal for that that, that thing isn't it and i think that's yeah i think you know minimalism and trying to figure things out without i don't know without uh adding too much weight on your back or you know that kind of or even on your wallet and stuff like that you know i think there's 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 so much merit in that and yeah it's it's tough but yeah, when you've, when you figured it out, I think there's, 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 oh, without sounding ridiculous, there's magic in that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing to talk about. Cause when you say like, what is the meaning of life or, or what is happiness? Like what is fulfillment? These are very trite and yes. cliche yeah. ideas that you're not really supposed to talk about. And people will just, you know, be like, what are you talking? Like, that's what you think about. That, that seems yeah, so yeah. stupid. Right. But at the end of the day, when when you are alone with your thoughts and you think about the type of person you are and you think about the type of life mm. you've lived up to this point, you you and especially for me, when I when I turned thirty five, I was like, man, I'm halfway to mm. seventy, right? Like I'm halfway to seventy, and then 10, twelve years after that is the average life expectancy for a male in Canada. So like I'm getting closer to halfway to death, <laughs> right? And so I'm like, you know, that and that hit me like really hard because you're not going to think about that mm. when you're 16 or 18 or 21. Like that's not even that's not going to that's not even going to yeah. be a thought in your mind. But for me, I was like, OK, this is this is getting really real, really fast. 
And I need to think about what do I care about and where do these social anxieties come from and where does all these you know, mental health issues um, come from when it comes mm. to people in our society. And a big part of that is like comparison mm. and thinking about what, what do other people yes. think of me? How do I look? And that's when I'm like, you know what? I don't care anymore about if I have cool rims in my car <laughs> or if I have a name brand right. t-shirt. I'm like, I don't care. Um, and as soon as I stopped caring about what other people thought of me, all of those social anxieties mm. were, were gone. The only thing that maybe bothers me from time to time is like maybe my brother or my dad will shit right. on me. Like, oh, you're wearing a yeah, gray yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. again. Ha, ha, ha. Like, it, it doesn't <laughs> bother me, but I just find it yeah. kind of funny. But so many people <clears throat> are always so preoccupied with how they yes. appear to others, how they look to others, what they're doing compared to mm. other people. And and it's such a trap to fall into mentally because you'll never you'll never find happiness. And so for me, it was, you know, getting really introspective and really, you know, thinking about my life and, you know, and what do I want to do and what will really make me happy. And unfortunately, a huge part of that is mm. personal finance. And I know that people will be like, oh, money doesn't bring you happiness. Yeah, yeah. sure. But money can buy you yes. freedom which freedom can bring you happiness because now you can just do things that you love to do and you're not slave to some corporate world. And that's what I am right now. You know, I have a day job at a, like a fortune 500 corporation where I'm employee number eight, 870,000. some ridiculous number. Like it, that, that's just what it is. Like my email at work is like eight, seven, blah, 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 like 870, like a number at the company.com. Like that that's is my email insane. at work. And right. So I'm like, I'm living this this stupid life of being trapped in a corporation. And I've been there for, it's going to be 10 years now. It's going to be 10 years in October. And so I also use that as a reminder of this is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. So, of course, I needed it now, you know, to help pay mm -hmm. for bills and help afford the house and um, help afford the baby because my wife just Congratulations. birth like two, literally two weeks ago. Thanks, dude. So, um, you know, lots yeah, of stuff going huge. on, right? And so, but it's also, again, what do you want to do with, with your life with the limited amount of time you have left? And that timeline, that's only if you're extremely lucky, if you avoid a car crash, if you, if you mm. avoid cancer, if you avoid some illness or disease. Like there's so many things that can take yeah. your life away in, a, in an instant, right? And so that's when I'm like, I really got to, you know, really think about what I want to do, find out what it is, and then mm. just go for it. And that's what I'm doing now. That's amazing. Um, that's, you know, I think so. Uh, and I, I, what I'd say to you as well, and I'm sure you've thought about this, and I'm sure other people have told you this, but, you know, the idea that you have, I mean, that you've been in a job for 10 years is, it, I mean, that's a that's a big deal. That's, that's you know, uh, it might be, you know, I guess it's not... Not necessarily about whether you enjoy it or not right now, but I feel like the fact that it's afforded you the ability to do the things that you're doing today, the fact that you've been able to buy a house to support your family, everything else, whatever, whatever. Yeah, the fact that you've been able to do all of this is 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 because of that job. Um, and and you know, I can obviously say this very confidently because you know I've, I'm very lucky in the sense that I've for my last maybe three or four jobs. I've been able to work in roles that allow me to use my skills as a primary thing. And it's only now when I've, you know, reached 34, I started a new job in January and this job is probably the closest thing that I've had to a, 
quote unquote perfect job in probably ever. You know, they they respect your opinions. They respect the work that you produce. They give credit where credit is due. They, I have full creative control over the stuff that I create. And there's probably like 10,000 plus employees in the entire company. And that in itself is, is a big deal. But again, the, the, the jobs that I've always, that I've hated in the past, I can't say that I regretted them because again, those roles have afforded me the, the ability to be able to get to the job I'm in today. And it's this whole thing about, you know, um, we know when people talk about you know regretting things, or whatever, I, I, I find it hard to regret things because those things that we've done in the past, whether we've liked them or not, have brought the, brought us to where we are today as, as, as cliche as, as that might have sounded. So I, I, you know, I a hundred percent feel you where, you know, you, you might be in a role where it's, it's reflective of who you are as, as a person or creatively or whatever it is. I don't want to put words in your mouth, obviously. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. I know I get it. It's, it's, um, it's tough because yeah, be, being in, in a role that's difficult is, uh, is a big deal. It's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's interesting about it too. It's that I, I think there's ex- an extreme amount of value in working mm. a day job. Um, not just mm. for the money or the income or to please the bank mm. for your mortgage, but also realizing what you mm. don't want to do. I think it's very important that if if you never worked yep. a shitty job, then you won't know yes. what that feeling is of yes. trying to escape something. And the job that I work now, it has nothing to do. It's a complete opposite of yeah. filmmaking. I'm like a like a physical right. laborer. Like right. I'm, I'm a courier, right? So I'm driving trucks lifting yep. heavy ass boxes and yep. you know you know what i mean so it's complete opposite of this podcast or youtube or yeah. being a content creator or filmmaking like it's not even there's yeah. no relation at all the only benefit that i do get from it is because i'm like on the road and driving all the time i have this extended period of time where mm. i'm by myself and i can uh, nice. listen to audiobooks so a lot of my information that I talk about on my channel, mm. it comes from books, right? It comes from ideas that I've read, yeah. not read or listened to ideas that I've come across and I apply that to my life. And I remember when I started, I'm like, how do I get out of this job? So I remember I listened to like 12 different audiobooks mm. about personal finance, right? And I remember reading, there's this one book called The Psychology mm. of Money, which has had like the biggest impact on my life. And they had a whole chapter that was titled, uh, I think it was titled, I think that was the title of the chapter, but the main idea was the word enough. Like what is enough for you yeah. financially? Because when, especially when it comes to money and you get a new job or you get a new pay raise, there's always this inclination for your lifestyle to inflate yeah. along with your income, right? Like you, you make more money, so you wanna buy a better car, you wanna buy a bigger house, you wanna buy more expensive clothes. And I really paid attention to this, to this chapter about this word enough where you, if you can find a way to not get caught up in lifestyle inflation as your income grows and you find out how much money is mm. enough for you, then that can bring you that form of happiness or contentment, which will set you up for your future. And so I found that mm. very interesting. Like I never heard, I never really thought about like the word enough, like what is enough yes. for me financially. And so that really put things into, into motion where not only was I was learning about mm. how to make more money, but learning mm. how to keep it and, and not throw it away and not ha- not have my lifestyle inflate. And, you know, like I still drive, you know, a shitty car, you know, which is fine. I, I don't really care. 
But at the same time, you know, I've accumulated so much more knowledge now about personal finance, right? Where I'm not quite at the you know place where I, I, I can quit my job. Like if I were to quit my mm. day job right now, I would right. like struggle. It'd, yeah, be, yeah. it'd be really rough, right? But I'm getting there, you know, so I feel like just working the day job in the meantime, while I work on my passion project on the side. And I have this idea where I have these like two mm. bar graphs of my time where like, this is like day job, like, you know, like yeah. 40 hours or whatever. And this is like the amount of time you put into creative work. And slowly I want to have yep. them invert. Yep. Right. So instead of spending 40 at the day job, you know, spend 30 and then 25 and then 20 and then spend more time into all the creative stuff. And in the beginning, it started off as a 40, 20 split. Now it's a 25, right. 35 split. So I spend like 25 hours of the day job and about 35 plus mm. into YouTube and content creation. So it's, it's just gradually working on, again, this whole picture of finding out, finding work that I love to do that I can just do for yes. the rest of my life and just making up money that this is enough, it. Right. And this is all it is. So there was a, have you mm-hmm. heard of Alan Watts? The, he was like a philosopher guy. Yep. Um, yeah, so he um, there's like a famous video that he had, or not a video, with like he, he, this famous talk that he had, and it was something along the lines of, you know, if you had basically all the money in the world and you know whatever everything was taken care of, whatever, what's the one thing that you would want to do? Uh, and thank that's that's the question I always go back to is, okay, if money is not an object, well, if money is not an object, what what is it that I'd want to do? What is it that I that I would want to do for the rest of my life if I didn't have to care about money. And I think that is that create stuff. I think that is right. You know, write, write scripts, write a book or something, make films, whatever it is. Cause I, I, you know, very, very similar to you. I don't, I, I don't care for material. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a wrestling t-shirt for God's sake. I don't you know. I don't like, you know, I, it just, it just <laughs> doesn't, I don't, I don't care for stuff like, like, you know, like you said, Mercedes or, and you call it, you know, you call you call it a shitty car. Bro, listen, if it gets you from point A to point B, it's not a shitty car, you know, it gets a job done. Like it's, it's, (laughs) you know, it's, it's perspective, isn't it? I think it's always perspective. I think if, if it works for the individual, then it, then it works. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Um, Like I'll I'll use my, one of my old cameras as an example. I have a, an old Panasonic GH4. I've upgraded since, but uh, you know, the GH4 is or a camera that came out in 2014, it still holds up really well today. Like it, it, you know, if you look at the, some of the stuff, some of the videos that people make with that camera today, it's insane. Like, um, I have upgraded to the GH five and that again, I was lucky enough to, to do because of some freelance work that I had, like it, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have, as long as you know how to use it. Right. Um, it doesn't, you know, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I always like on Reddit, I always say, see people saying things like, Oh, I want to get an A7S or I want to get a red camera and all this kind of stuff. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, do you know how to use a camera generally? If you can make <laughs> something with your iPhone or you can make something with, I don't know, whatever, you know, an old DV camera or whatever, then it doesn't make a difference. Like, why do you need to, you know, spend thousands and thousands on camera that you, that you may or may not use? So yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree with you, man. It, 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 um, yeah, there's, there's, there's value in kind of, I guess, accepting what you have and making the most of that as well. You know, you know, what's funny about the, yeah. the Panasonic, <laughs> I started off nice. with a, a GoPro 
and then I and then I use my phone, and then I bought nice. a Panasonic, <laughs> and I kind mm. of like hated it. Not really, I hated it, but like I had no yeah. idea how, how to use yeah. a mirrorless camera, and it was yeah. like so clunky. And I felt like if I just use the settings on auto yep. for my GoPro yep. or my phone, it would turn out so much better than the manual settings yes. on, on my Panasonic that I use. And, and it was like a it was like a five hundred dollar right. entry level Panasonic. Yeah, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was um, nice. Micro Four Thirds sensor, like really really cheap. It could barely shoot. Was it like 4K. a G Seven like or something? Rough. G something something. I had a G Seven yeah, yeah, as well. G Seven, I think. <laughs> Oh, you did? Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Boat screen, that was a selling point for me. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that like, I, I've been down that road yeah. of, of gear. But I think that may be the one materialistic yeah. thing where I invest a lot of money in is gear. Like, I have, like, a laptop, a, yes. um, a monitor for editing, right. you know, a bunch of lenses. But at the same time, it's also those are yes. sort of like necessities for me because I know um, filmmaking and videography is part yes. of my whole passion project. So even though I splurge, like, you know, a lens yeah. would be like easily $1,500 at times, it gets, mm. it gets expensive. And so, you know, I am not no. perfect by any means when it comes to spending or materialistic uh, items. But, you know, if you have a, a like a passion yes. for for cameras yeah. that really makes you happy, then I I do think there is some value in buying like a half decent camera, maybe not right, an right, A7S right. yeah. three yeah. or an A7 four. Like that's yeah. that's like serious. Like especially for YouTube, I feel like an APS-C or micro mm. micro four thirds mm. sensor is more than yeah. enough. Like you don't need a full frame sensor or this a red or a medium format camera. Like you, you can't really tell the difference. Well, this on is the YouTube, other thing right? as well is like there've been full on productions like where people have just used nothing but iPhones. And now with the iPhone like 13, I don't know if you saw like with the iPhone 13 pro, like that cinematic mode thing it is, I get, you just, I, I'm, I don't know, like you can make some serious productions on an iPhone and there have been productions on iPhones, you know, I remember when, um, when, when, when 24 was on the you know, Jack Bauer and all that, um, I remember they, yeah, I remember yeah, they did sure. a, a, a whole episode with nothing but, you know, five D's Canon five D's. Um, and for that back then when, you know, like they were using full on broadcast cameras and everything, that's a big deal. Like that was kind of one of the moments where I'm like, you don't need to have a fancy camera to do the things you need to do. If you know how to use a camera, you're, you're all good. You're all golden. And, you know, splurging on, on cameras and things like that, they're investments, right? For, for people like us, they're investments. They're not, you know, they're not, uh, we're not throwing our money away or whatever it is. If we're being relatively smart about it and, you know, admittedly, sometimes we're not, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, it's an investment. And because <laughs> like you said, it's, it's, it's a, it's a passion and you know, it's something that brings you happiness. And that's the thing we need, we're trying to look for, isn't it? That's the trying to thing. That's the kind of thing we're trying to figure out. Okay. Well, what is it that I can find in my day-to-day -day life that will bring me a little bit of joy. And in some cases it is that it's, it's trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I propel myself forward? How can I figure out what can I do to try and help myself and help my, my craft uh, to, to go a little bit better. So yeah, no, I, I, uh, I have to relate to that hundred um, percent. But like my, I think my first camera was a, the Canon 550D and I remember, yeah, it was, I think it was called T2i here or something. Um, 
And um, that yeah, yeah. for me was like, this is amazing. Like I've got a DSLR now. What am I supposed to do with this? And I made like some fun little videos and stuff like that. And and then I quickly realized, yeah, I needed something a bit more because the monitor was in the camera and like, I didn't know what I was filming until I could see a monitor or something. Oh, it was, so it was, it, it was not, it was oh, not, so I found myself obviously filming a lot of stuff without me in it. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, um, it's a constant, it's a constant learning thing. And I think that's the, the best part about being a creator is you're always figuring things out. And I, and I fully maintain that you're never going to be perfect at it and you're never going to be the best at it because there will always be someone better. And, you know, you could win an, a, a fucking Oscar like tomorrow and there's still going to be something for you to learn. Like you're, you're, you're not perfect, you know? And I think that's the beauty in it because you're always, always, always mm -hmm. learning. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, there, there's, there's your quote. There's your quote for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like adopting the role of, yes. of the perpetual learner, right? Just always, always learning and, and challenging yourself. And the funny thing about the gear too, is I usually yeah. tell this story on, on the pod, um, to guess, I, a long time ago, over a year near, near the beginning of the podcast, I had a kid. I call him a kid because mm -hmm. he was like 20 years old. He was a recent dropout right. out of NYU, um, New York University. Um, he had like a thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. He had like an mm -hmm. iPhone, I don't know, 11 or something. And, you know, I talked to him about his decision to drop out of filmmaking school because he wanted to try to pursue YouTube or start some type of film production company. Like a very, you know, he's very mm -hmm. young, right? He wasn't sure what to do and his parents were furious with him. And all he had was an iPhone. And then two to three months later after the episode, he has yeah. 100,000 subscribers. And he had a video that he shot on his iPhone and he documented the whole process of making a, like a, making like a commercial for a client with his iPhone. And he yeah. kind of just made a video about it and it like blew up, went viral, over 100K subscribers, super successful now. And then I talked to him recently after the blow up, right? And I was like, no, it's yeah, not yeah. all about the gear, right? It, it was you, man. Like this you're the one with the skills. Yes. You're the one with the ambitions for the, for the film company. You were the one with the with the foresight to you know leave the university, the college mm. uh, degree that you saw no value in, and look what it got you, right? Mm. And I was so happy for him. And I always like reference that story of you know this 20 year old kid who just you know followed his dreams and found success awesome. with just an iPhone camera. That's all it was. It was wild. And that's it. And that's the perfect, perfect kind of representation of everything we're talking about here is you don't need it all. Like you can have the most minimal thing that is necessary to create something and you could be winning and that's it. Like that's, 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 that's awesome. That is, that is amazing. Uh, and some, some would say he's famous because of your podcast, mm -hmm. obviously. <laughs> Uh, in my dreams <laughs> in my dreams oh, geez, that's funny. <laughs> oh good i know it, it was it was kind of funny because like he blew up and then i sort of purposely didn't message him for a while and it, it was because you know he was probably going mm. through hundreds if not thousands of instagram mm. dms and emails and, and youtube messages and I wanted to reach out to him and, you know, you know try to try yeah. to talk to him and offer him guidance if he needed it or, or support.
but I was also like, you know what? He sort of needs to, you know, figure it out on his own. He he doesn't need me at all. And I sort of waited until the the, the explosion kind of calmed down and it plateaued a bit. And then I reached out to him and I told him like, Hey man, you know, I was a little apprehensive in messaging you because I'm very like super popular. But if you would like to come back on the, on the podcast, you know, I'd love to talk to you. And he was like, Oh man, I wish you, I wish you messaged me earlier. You know, of course I'll come on anytime. You know, there was like that gratitude because he remembers that, you know, I gave him a chance an opportunity to tell his story when he was in Nova. Right. And he, he appreciated that sentiment. And so he reciprocated that by, you know, coming back on the podcast later when he's super yep. um, successful now. And, you know, I'm super awesome. like proud and happy for, for that guy. Um, yeah. I can't remember what episode it was, but his name is Ryan Ng. Uh, he's on, been on the pod twice. I am going to write that down. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Ng Films. That is super, amazing. Um, super That's awesome. awesome content creator. Mm-hmm. You, you know what's funny too? No, no. Uh, quick story before you have to go. Um, our um, mutual acquaintance, Brian, um, he went to New York for like a Samsung event or something. And then I was watching his Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah. You know the Instagram stories, right? And it yeah. was him at the Samsung event, you know, like um, recording a video of those guys, yeah. Colin and yeah. Samir on, on yeah. stage. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And right beside Brian's yeah. story was yeah. Brian. The guy I was just talking about, and I clicked on his story, and his story was cool. of the same two guys, cool. Colin and yeah. Samir, but from a different angle. I'm like, you guys are at the same event, yeah. And I was like, what the heck? And so I messaged them, right? And then I guess they find they look for each other. Oh, hey, you know Derek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. And it was like, and really they cool. kind of met up in person. You know, and had this like, <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I'm like, oh, that's so <laughs> strange how that works sometimes. This right? is something that I've, I kind of you know, you kind of sit back and you're watching these things when you know. YouTubers go to events and all this kind of stuff. Do you do you kind of ever think, shit? I wish that was me. Uh, this is like I like I'm I'm but well, I'm I'm I don't think that's that's kind of where I am in terms of my aspirations. But I, you know when I when I kind of watch that stuff, I'm like oh, it's cool. Like they're they're making a name for themselves. Like they're they're, they're figuring things out or whatever it is. And I don't know. I feel like that it's such a an interesting way of life where, where you can kind of get from youtube to get invited to these huge events it's a, it's a big deal but do you ever what, what's i don't know when you see stuff like that what is what is your immediate kind of thought like in terms of i don't know your trajectory what's your when you when you see stuff like that okay i'll, I'll tell you a perfect cool. story for to answer your question so in uh, in 2019 hmm. um, i only had a gopro right? i didn't even have my my camera yet and i was like talking to brian and you know just like Brian is like my childhood friend basically. And, um, you know, just talking about, you know, going to the cottage and taking it in the canoe or going underwater and filming with it. And he's like, Oh, Hey, um, I have a, a, um, a film premiering at nice. TIFF buffer festival in Toronto. You know, you want to go come down and check it out. I'm like, Oh, what? You have a video. It's going to be like shown there. It's like, yeah, it's going to be on awesome. a big screen. I'm like, what really? Yeah. Like, we can go watch yeah. it. I'm like, how much are the tickets? Awesome. Like, oh, don't worry, get you in for free, right? And I'm like, Ooh, tickets are like a hundred dollars. So I went and I saw all these like big time content creators yep. from from Toronto. There was Chris Howe was there, there was J.R. Ali. Oh, damn. Um, Peter McKinnon was somewhere yep. in, in, in the audience somewhere. Um, mm. that guy Daniel Schiffer mm. was there, and then Brian had his film. And I was sitting there in the audience watching all these content creators. Um 
have their sh- their short film shown and i was like blown away yes. I was like, wow this is amazing and they had like the whole red carpet experience yep. and like a gala ball and a meetup and it was like this amazing event and i'm like standing there in awe. i'm like <laughs> yeah. i want to do this yeah i want to do like i want to do this and so that is what right. sparked my love cool. of filmmaking and cameras that's when i went and bought the panasonic and then now i bought the sony and then i've wanted to submit to buffer in mm. 2020 but then there was covid in 2021 there's covid again and then this year in 2022 buffer festival in toronto is happening again and two weeks ago they had submissions open for short films and documentaries and i use all that motivation all that inspiration and all that skill that i've worked on these past oh, few nice. years and i made a short film and i submitted it yeah to buffer this year yeah so i'm oh. going to find out in two days who awesome. are selected um it's it's probably highly unlikely because right. they're only accepting you never know, man. three you never know. outside yeah. applicants and this is, yeah and so for like the longest time i had this thing on my list where i want to apply to buffer festival and i want to get my short film shown on the big screen just like other all those other content creators because that's what inspired me in 2019 and so it's sort of coming full circle now and and hopefully i'll find out on friday but if that's not exciting, i'll premiere the, my short film on youtube yeah so man, that's exciting, man. i wish you all the best that is huge that's amazing <laughs> um no i'm uh, hopefully i get to see mm-hmm. get to see your, your big announcement hopefully <laughs> Yeah, I'm praying. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. It's still it's still a yep. piece that I'm very proud of that I that I can show to my community, uh, my subscribers, and and it's yeah. like a short film. It's only like three minutes, um, but I worked like religiously on it like nice. the past like two mm. months. Editing was tough, right? Yeah, like, with having like a newborn baby, it was like editing like at four in the morning here and there. Like that was. That was really, it was really hard getting it done because like the deadline was really tight, but I managed to push through and uh, we'll see. That's amazing. We'll see, no, I, mean, I, I can't wait to see it either way. <laughs> it's um, very exciting. That's good. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I, you still have time? I've got to go, man. Oh, you have to go. Okay. No worries. Yes. So let's, uh, let's wrap the pod up. Um, tell, tell the people listening and Absolutely. watching where they can check out your work. Uh, yeah. So YouTube, I'm on Instagram, Instagram at D film. So that's K A R A N D and then films F I L M S. Honestly, I've been off Instagram for the last few months. It might've even been a year. I can't remember, but I've, I've returned. So I'm making my triumphant return to Instagram now. <laughs> so I'm back on Instagram. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Um, you can, I think it's youtube.com forward slash current So my name, I think I'm, I've got one of those old legacy accounts where you could make your, your own YouTube URL and then they didn't take it away from you. So I think I've still got that. So yeah, youtube.com forward slash current failing that just type my name into the YouTube search bar. Um, what else am I on? I'm on Twitter but I mainly only use that for viewing wrestling news and things like that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's it. That's me. Um, I did have some podcasts, but I'm, I'm kind of planning another one on, on kind of mental health and minimalism actually. So um, yeah, that's, that was, that'll be a future mm. thing. So yeah, that's where I am right now. YouTube and Instagram is where you can find me. All right, I'll put all the links in the description down below on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. All right, bro, thanks again uh, for doing the pod.